0: We all owe them, but very few of us know them. They are the men and women of our military and first responder communities. And these are their stories. American Warrior Radio is on the air. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to American Warrior Radio. This is your host, Ben Bueller Garcia. We're coming to you from the Four Patriots studios. At Four Patriots, they champion freedom and self reliance and give your family the tools to do so. Visit fourpatriots.com. That's the numeral four, patriots.com. And don't forget to use the code WARRIOR for 10% discount off your first purchase. Now, I've been in radio 10 years now, and so I obviously believe in the power of radio to communicate stories and to influence opinion. However, I never considered this mode of communication as potentially being therapeutic and having potential for healing and catharsis for our veterans. Military Broadcast Radio does just that by providing veterans and active duty troops with a voice. Joining us today to discuss that initiative is Joel Hunt, one of the leaders behind this initiative. Joel, welcome to American Warrior Radio.
1: Hey, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. Well, Joel, let's let's start off with you. you. What branch were you in? Did you serve
1: in? I was in the army. I, I, you know, I usually make a joke about saying, you know, I'm part of the proud, the, the few, the, the, the rejects, the army, and, uh, I get a lot of, uh, cringes from other veterans when I say that, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I was in army from, uh, 98 and I retired out 2007. Why did you choose the army? Um. Honestly, <laughs> funny story. It was it was uh, a 97 or 98 time frame. Um, I had my heart broken by uh, a family or, or or a girl, whatever you want to call. Them. I had my heart broken, and then right then uh, I went to the Marines, and the Marines told me that that they, they couldn't use me. And I'm like, what? All right, fine. So I went across the street, and uh, yeah, I got hooked up with the Army Delay Entry Program uh, within like the two days. So I, I, I guess that tells you that not all Marines are—they um, um, won't just take ev- everybody. That's what I'm—that's what I was trying to say. Well, Joel, I've got to imagine
0: that in the history of warfare, you are not the first guy to. Sign up because his heart re- was broken. In fact, I'm sure there's a pretty big club and they've got they've got T-shirts.
1: And I would love to tell people that you know after 9/11 or or something mm. that inspired me to go and, and fight and stuff. But honestly, that that's not what happened. I got my heart broken and those times are totally different than these times. But back then, I didn't want to be like a 21 year old you know reject living at home. Uh, relying on mom and dad i went over to a guy's house that i had graduated or he graduated like two years before me and he had lawn furniture as furniture in his house and that got me worried and that's when i signed up for the army well now in fairness
0: joe when i was going to college i had a lot of Furniture made out of cement blocks and boards, but that's, that's like you said, another story. Now, you were injured pretty badly. Um, you have a, a traumatic brain injury and then some leg paralysis. How did that happen?
1: So, I, I tell everybody that I don't remember much of my military career, but my, my, some of my memory is coming back, but I, I was a driver and, um, an IED when, and it was not when we had the up armor, this was when we had like the, the soft skin with the Kevlar cover and we put sandbags and still, you know, under the, under the seat. And, uh, the most I remember is, uh, I was driving and we got hit and I thought that, you know, I messed up by like running over something, you know, bust the tire and my platoon sergeant yelled IED, and you know, I didn't realize that my foot was on the brake. And he was like, "Go, go, go!" Because I was, um, I was kind of, I was totally dazed. You know, it's um, thinking about that feeling is the same feeling I I've gotten when I've got like a speeding ticket or um, when you got a parking ticket. You know, you get that anxiety. Your heart starts mm-hmm. pumping really, really big time you know, and and you kind of look at yourself and you're okay, I'm not believing and you know during that time that was like two thousand and four time frame I've been told um you know you'll you look around and you don't really you don't really know what's going on you just you you just go with emotions
0: so just just a single explosion, not a secondary.
1: So I remember, I remember an explosion. Um, I remember being present and around like seven of them, but like one big, huge event. I, I don't think it was just one event, Ben. I, I, I think it was multiple events. Um, I, I know that my DOD, the, my, my, um, Whatever it is, if 214 or 215, and I I got traumatic brain injury. So, you know, uh, I'll sometimes I might get facts wrong, and if I do, apologize. But, um, yeah, so when I got the D214, it showed on there that, you know, it said that I've been through like 22 explosions and blah, 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 IEDs. And, yeah, I was talking to my best friend uh, earlier when my memory, is coming back to me somewhat and I'm like I, I still only remember like four. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. I don't think people realize um how bad T B I is and like I'm I'm finding that it, my 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 TBI is getting worse. You're like everybody says that your your you know your brain injury it, it should heal, you know, after like seven, eight years. And like my my physical portion i it, it it's okay. It's my uh, it's my mental my mentality. So right now, basically, if I can paint a picture for you, um, and I'll just I'm no filter. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm 44 years old and I feel like I'm 16. Like I don't know how to interact with people I, um, I I'm not like a normal adult where you can go in a room and you can read into that room and you can tell if they want you there or if they don't want you there like if, if yeah I, I don't know I'm, I'm still looking for gullible on the dictionary you know kind of thing sure. so my comprehension is pretty low and I, I I thought it would get better but like it's I don't know. my. I feel like my brain's mush, you know, and, and, and I wasn't a tackle in football in high school. I was a place kicker. So you know that I didn't get hit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and uh, from the people I've talked to and from a little I've read about it, Joel, particularly when you've got multiple uh, exposure to to these explosions, it's like, you know, adding another paint on a board and it just, it builds up and it builds up. Or in your case, it it just, it gets worse and worse. So
1: and you bring up a good point, and I, I wish more people would understand, like, we're having trouble right now, you know, in the NFL with all these football players having CT. I, I don't know the proper name, sorry. concussion. They're complaining about that, and, you know, the military is not really any different. I mean, these explosions, being small or big, they're all ignited, you know, that, and with a football player. I mean, they're not exactly being ignited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I could see how, if it's doing that bad of stuff to NFL players, you kind of imagine that it's doing worse to soldiers.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. The concussion effect is. I mean, I only had, I only saw stars once in my life, Joel, and that was when I had a helmet-to-helmet contact in high school. My belt definitely got rung. So, um, that's just. Well, I'm not even going to use that. There's no way that's equivalent to what, what you've experienced in your life. Joe, when we come back, I want to talk about your transition and uh, some Paralympic skiing even, and then um, have you tell our listeners about military broadcast radio and just the, the cool stuff you guys are doing. Like I said, I was I, I confess that as a radio professional, I it never crossed my mind that this could be something that could actually be used to uh, help the veterans help themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben garcia here on American Warrior Radio. We're talking with Joel Hunt from Military Broadcast Radio, back in a few... Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host Ben Bueller Garcia. We're talking with Joel Hunt. Joel is a Army veteran. He was severely wounded over the course of exposure to several explosions. He suffers from a traumatic brain injury and also has some. Uh, some physical paralysis in his legs, but he's one of the leading brains and voices behind military broadcast radio, which is really cool. I'd like you to check that out. Uh, Joel, before we talk about MBR, you were medically retired then or forced out because of your injuries?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's a funny long story, but basically the Army, they didn't know the symptoms of TBI. So... With all these soldiers coming back, they do not think, okay, these these guys might have, like, a brain injury. So, you know, people like me, you know, we were getting in trouble, missing formations, um, not remembering, like, the shortest stuff. And I had no idea what a TBI was. And, you know, my ex-wife, she uh, was saying that I was doing stuff, and I was telling the street, no, nah, no, nah, I don't. I don't remember any of that. And then next thing I know, you know, they do a they do a rescan. They're like, oh, wow, you, okay, all right, you got a, you have a mild case of TBI, and then something else. And then they sent that to the VA. And then after the VA looked at it, they're like, oh no 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 no, uh, this is no mild case. There's either a TBI or there's not. And uh, I fought it for about three years, and I used the PDBR because one of the VSOs here helped me out, and I got my military retirement. I got, it's like 20% for TBI, and then the 10% was for migraines or something like that. But I uh, I retired because of the TBI, and then when I retired, everybody was telling me something was wrong with me, but... I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, did, I didn't pay them no mind. I think I think everybody that becomes or has a disability or, or, or something's like wrong with them. Um, they just look at it. Oh, that it's okay. It's just growing pains. They never really go to the doctor. They just kind of, you know, walk it off.
0: You didn't listen to them because you didn't want to, or because you couldn't, because there was some kind of a, a short circuit due to your injury.
1: I think it was more of like a, like a comprehending thing. Like I couldn't comprehend stuff. People would have to handhold me or like do demonstration. I mean, like I was really that bad before they booted me out. You know, I was trying to fight to stay in and, you know, I, I already knew that I was having issues because of the remembering stuff. And then when, I retired, I went to work at Walgreens, and then I had a couple of incidents that happened when I worked at Walgreens uh, because of my memory problems. I gave a a hunter his roll of camera pictures where they they were actually sex photos, and I gave the woman that the sex photos were for, I gave her the Woodman photos, so I kind of mixed. The uh, wrong film with the wrong person at the wrong time. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, th- Those I, I forgot about the days of film. Right, now, you you hang out, if I get this right, Joel, in, in one of my favorite small communities, Although so that's maybe not small anymore, of Golden, Colorado, just I love that area. So were you a skier prior to joining the Army and prior to your injury, or what, what moved Joel Hunt into becoming a Paralympic skier?
1: That would be my parents. When I came back, I think it was about a year after I finally got out, uh, I found myself, because of the blackouts and the spells, I was confined to the wheelchair because it was uh, it was safer for me. Uh, and I was on that wheelchair, and then my parents came down to live with me to help rehab me because they saw something was different. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're worse than we thought." So they stayed with me for about a year and a half, I, I believe, before I met my wife today. And they they helped me with rehabilitating. They helped me water aerobics. They went walking with me. They went and did all this other stuff. And then, I guess they wanted the house to themselves because they forced me to go to a TBI camp that that Breckenridge holds every year. So when I went there, I I didn't know how to ski and they asked me what I wanted to do and I'm like, I don't want to do nothing. They're like, well, why don't you want to ski? I'm like, because it's a bunch of rich people that just going down that hill drinking wine, eating sushi, you know, bragging how much money they have, et cetera, et cetera. But what I didn't know is how skiing was going to save my life because that's how that's how it all started. I never skied before ever. And then on the second day, I, I, I don't know what, but something like clicked, but it was hard on the feeling because I know that every single time I, I kept hitting the ground saying this was worse than trying to, to remember how to walk and stuff. And I'm sitting here and hitting the ground and I'm finally getting the gist of it and Voila! I was how do they put it? I was on my edges on day three. Nice. When I it's
0: skiing, snow skiing. If nobody's ever done it, it's one of the most exhilarating feelings in the world. As long as you stay, you know, above the tips of your skis. But uh, so what? You actually participated in the in the Sochi Olympics, and that was
1: Sochi 2014. I I went with my best friend. My best friend got the honor to do the flag bearer. For the Paralympic Games, and he's uh, he's partnered with me for helping this, you know military broadcast radio this uh, radio station that you know that we're doing it's purely therapeutic. We don't have any big donors or anything like that. We're right now we're just working off donations from God, basically. Mm.
0: And but you are you are a recognized a registered nonprofit, yeah. So that helps. It's 2018. What? What? The, when? It's about a minute before we have to take the next break, Joel. Did you guys found this, or did someone else come up with the idea and you jumped on board?
1: Uh, the radio station. Correct. So Jim Butler was the previous owner, and he uh, he set it up to where you have the online, the server, and uh, and the podcast. And then he calls me up one day and he's like, man, uh, I, I I think I'm done. I, I think I'm retired, and I'm like, what? You know, because I I had like so much money of, of my own money invested into this MBR because when we met each other first in 2015, you know, I was explaining to him what I wanted to do, and he was like, I I love that vision. I love that vision. And I'm like, okay, so we have the same vision and the same rules and stuff. So uh, it was an LLC when he was in charge of it. So in 2018, when he was like, either you take it over or I'm going to shut it down, I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, you've had it since like 2005. It has history. We have at least two DJs in every state.
0: I tell you what, I want to talk more about that when we come back, Joe, because I just love what you guys are doing. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Ben Bueller Garcia, we're talking with Joel Hunt, one of the brains behind military broadcast radio. And now they're broadcasting all, gosh, all around the world. Stick around. You'll hear more. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Guller-Garcia. You're hearing us coming to you from the 4Patriots studio. The 4Patriots, they champion freedom and self-reliance and give your family the tools to achieve both. Check out their website, 4 That's the number, 4Patriots.com. And don't forget to use the discount code WARRIOR when you check out for a 10% discount off of whatever your first order is. We're talking with Joel Hunt. Joel was one of the visionaries behind a group called Military Broadcast Radio. It's their mission to give veterans a voice and some training and therapy through the power of radio. Joel, I've had the honor of being on your program. You do. Well, let me just back up a little bit because some of this logistics confuses me. I get in my car and I drive to a physical studio to do the radio show.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like it was a, a regular job, but the thing is, since... We don't pay our DJs. Like any content that they put on our network, that's like theirs or whatever, they set that up and they get paid for. If we go, if we come to, let's say your area, and you already have like the speaker set up and everything, and we come there and 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 DJ like your wedding in Texas or something else. As as long as you help us like get there, we're we're not gonna. We're not going to charge you labor if that if that makes sense. Um, we've only had two remotes that have been out of state, and the way I've worked it was okay. You guys can pay for the airfare. You guys can help pay for like the lodging, and so it worked out last time. But now that we're getting a lot more DJs, not not very many uh, local just yet, but we have more DJs that are going out from their house. And I think one of the reasons why they're going out from their house is because it's just easier, you know, and we we come into a time where veterans like they're having a hard time, not so much going to work, but they have that hard time driving, you know, that because no matter what civilians, I, I know my wife, she gets anxiety when she drives. And then on top of that, it just makes veterans feel uncomfortable, so that's a reason why a majority of our veterans are in Texas and Florida, and we have a DJ in Italy. You know, we we have them everywhere. So,
0: so I understand this. So basically, they may be doing this show from their home, and then you're amalgamating it, or how, what is what is military broadcast radio's role? I mean, you're also, you see yourself as a teacher as well, right? I mean, I I didn't know a darn thing about radio when I got started. I I was pretty much on the job learning, but I had the benefit of several just outstanding mentors who, you know, had been doing it pretty much their whole professional life. Is that also something that you're bringing to the table for these veterans?
1: Yeah, I try with these veterans. uh, The first thing I do is I try to encourage them to you know to get like an interface audio interface or a mixer and then I teach them how to set it up in the mixer I've I've had a student that um that had a very difficult time uh during school but I helped her and you know I showed her how to get her mixer set up to her computer told her what she had to buy you know she bought the stuff and She's doing radio today at uh, some radio station, the ICB. But not only do I teach them StreamYard, Sam Broadcasters, our radio button coder, I teach them a lot of other stuff, especially if they want to learn stuff like Canva. All together, I think we got about nine programs that we utilize that that I teach them.
0: I, when I visit your website, Joel, there's, there's a, you've got a list of some of the shows that you have. Slacker 82 Alpha, which kind of makes me chuckle at the name, but now they're, on, unless something's changed, you're on 11 stations in the U.S. and one in the U.K. Do you also sort of act as a syndicator to support getting them on those other stations?
1: I tell them that I'm kind of like their teacher and I'm kind of like their agent, so I don't get anything out of it. the joy I get out of it is when I see veterans getting excited because they've been on they're they're on more than one radio station. you know I always tell them that's the goal don't don't worry about listeners. don't worry about viewers just just worry about your content and you know it's it's not that hard. Ask these internet radio stations, hey, you know, can I broadcast from your station? This is my time slot, you know, and now. We've took the 22, the suicide things, I, I, I like to think that we've taken that away because as long as I have 26 veterans that are doing a podcast or doing a radio show at least one hour during the week, one day, as long as I have that, then I know that I don't have to worry about them doing a the suicide because... The only way you're going to fix the whole PTSD thing that I find is you gotta stay busy. Mm-hmm. You have to stay busy. You know, veterans are looking for that um, that secret pill from the VA. Nobody's coming for us, so now we have to adapt. And sometimes it's easier to take your own advice than to give it. So I, I'm sure that you know what I'm speaking. Uh, I was probably saying that to somebody else like three or four weeks ago, but I was on the other end, so i 'm mm. definitely not perfect
0: joel i i the other one i 'm really i want to check out is that uh, you 've got a program called vet's chatting with granny Lisa um that sounds like it's it's <laughs> it could be pretty entertaining
1: you oh, I love her so much, you know what she 's like the granny I never had, and mm. it, it, what makes i don 't call her granny. Well, I kind of do because it's her DJ name, but it kind of makes me weird because I'm pretty sure that she's only like 10 or 20 years older than me, and if I'm going to call her Granny, then I don't know what that makes me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: either way, um, now you do you do two shows as well, unless I get that wrong. You've got a morning and an evening show. That's right. more of a sort of a mixture like a news interview, uh, you know, you're not doing a lot of a lot of music, but um, sometimes, one thing I found, Joel, is sometimes interviews don't always go in the direction that that you'd planned. Uh, Most times it's a better direction. What are some of the, just about two minutes left for the next break, but are there any guests that stand out of your mind that just really surprised you or threw you for a loop that you can recall?
1: I I think when I had my friend Brandon Stokely on uh, a, a couple of years ago, how I met Brandon Stokely was I, I was an intern at 104.3 The Fan uh, for about a year. And me and him, we got to, you know, working together. And, you know, I, I had already told him that I was, a, you know, a huge fan. And he was like, okay, well, uh, this football, the sign thing, we got to remember when you ask me a sign, am I a friend or am I a fan? Because once you cross that boundary – you, you, you can't go on the other side. And I learned something that day. And I'm like, okay, all right, I got it. So I went to him right after I was getting ready. And I'm like, you know, we used to do something with the Broncos meeting, you know, the, the veterans. And I used to take at least 11 or 12 every August. I'm like, but that, that stuff has been, you know, turned down. I'm like, I just got back from Sochi. You know, how, how much money do you want to sponsor the event so that I can take 12 vets at least every August to the Broncos camp? And he's like, Oh no, 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 you you don't have to pay me. And I'm like, Are are you sure? I'm like, I just really want this to happen. So we did that a, a couple of times, and then I went to him in 2018 after I made it a nonprofit, and I asked him, I'm like would would you be the, like the spokesperson for NBR and he's like hell yeah it's, it's it's the most biggest thing but you know I, I tell you what, I will never take money or make money off of the radio station anything that goes into the radio station it, it's going to the veterans and ladies and gentlemen if you're not that big of a football fan
0: uh, Brandon Stokely was a wide receiver who played in the NFL for the, the Denver Broncos at that time I'm guessing Joel
1: yeah. Okay. And he's uh he's such a he's such a great guy and you know the one thing that I learned with him is that his son had autism and mm. Me and him, I I think me and his his son are a lot alike.
0: Okay. Joel, when we come back, I want to kind of wrap up, talk about uh, a holiday that we just passed, and uh, Military Broadcast Radio is is playing a role in that niche as well. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Ben Bula garcia We're speaking with Joel Hunt from Military Broadcast Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben garcia We're having a great chat with Joel Hunt. He's one of the visionaries behind Military Broadcast Radio. He is a, a wounded veteran. He's experienced a traumatic brain injury and uh, had some wounds, uh, some paralysis in his legs as well. Joel, June 12th was Women's Veteran Day. It honors the, the Women's Armed Service Integration Act, which was signed by President Truman on June 12th, 1948, that actually allowed women to serve in roles in military outside roles as nurses. So it's a, it's a pretty huge deal. And we've got, I don't know, probably, what, about about 2 million, last I checked, female veterans in the United States. There's a show on military broadcast radio that's called Yes, I Am the Veteran. And from the logo, it appears to me that's a female host. Is that? Yes, sir, it is. Okay. I had a female, an Air Force combat photographer, Stacey Pearsall, who was, was wounded and was medically discharged uh, she also was blown up a couple of times. And she tells a story. She went to the VA to get treatment, and there was a, a Red Cross lady had a little table set up there with punching and cookies. And when Stacy went over to take a cookie, the, the Red Cross lady slapped her hand and said, no, those are for the veterans. So in her mind, it was impossible that, A, a woman could be a military veteran and, B, a wounded combat veteran. And is that sort of the, the rationale behind the show that you've got on, on, on military broadcast radio?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, first of all, I, I tell you, um, I've got a lot of battle sisters, mm-hmm. and if if anybody marries a, a battle sister, watch out because they they know how to take care of themselves. I thank you guys for your service. Those that are listening, her name is Battle Betty. We her real name is Brandy Pat, and she does a great job interviewing nonprofits and different production companies and different bands, you know, getting information out to the veterans. And she even comes on to our show in the evenings for about 15 minutes to answer any veterans' uh, VSO or VA questions that they have. I'll definitely
0: have to check out her program as well. One of your missions with Military Broadcast Radio is to make sure that the veterans out there inform that there is so much other help available outside of the Veterans Administration structure. And that's one of the things you hope to accomplish, not just by having train your DJs and having them come in and, and do their own stint on, on MBR, but then also the, the information you're communicating out to your listeners.
1: Exactly. You know, because the way I see it, even if it takes, like, somebody sharing that content or that post to help another veteran, I'm okay with that. It's my dream to have veterans at their house or here in the studio just to being able to be heard. Do you do you see this also
0: as an opportunity for them to reconnect with other veterans and sort of build their, their tribe up again?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so, you know. We have a brand-new DJ host that just came on board, Jack Blaze and— you know, me and him was talking, and we we said, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like group therapy. You get to know each other. Nine times out of ten, when you're in a group therapy with another veteran, like you know, three or four days in, as long as you know VA's not doing something with their paperwork, the veteran tends to fall off the cliff, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, not people not checking on it, people not having a whole lot of like investment. Hey, where's we're so-and-so kind of thing. And that's what I like about the radio station is the radio station has DJs retired since 2005. They're all in different states. You know, you'll post, hey, we're doing a remote. We're doing something. You know, we did it in Texas, and we had three DJs come over, and, you know, they, they partied with us a little bit. I just like it because you're, you're always a part of the alumni. You never have to pay for anything. Once you're a part of MBR, you're a part of MBR as the alumni. And that's what me and Jim wanted to create, you know, because when you're in the Army, you have that, that Super Bowl team, you know, you have that squad that you love so much that when it was time for going R&R, you didn't want to go because you was afraid what would happen because you had already lost somebody in the company.
0: What is your bandwidth, if I can use that term, Joel? I mean, how many DJs can you accommodate? Is it there is no limit, or how do folks want to get involved? I
1: don't involved, think there's a limit. Okay. I don't think there's a limit. I don't know. My my server guy hasn't stopped me yet. So, <laughs> I mean, we're already at 72 terabytes, you know. He hasn't stopped me. So until he tells me to stop or delete some stuff, I'll I'll, I'll just keep adding it.
0: What, uh, if some of our listeners out there want to get involved, how do they contact you? What's the best way to go about it?
1: Manager at mbradio.us.
0: Okay, manager at mbradio.us. And give us the website again, if you would, Joel.
1: Yeah, sure. That is Mike Bravo, radio.us.
0: Uh Folks, check that out if you want to get involved. I'm sure they'd be happy to chat with you. What, what other gaps are you seeing based on your experience and, and the people you're working with uh, Joel, that, that still need to be addressed in 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 our system, whether that's by nonprofits or the VA. Or, um, just curious, if you, given that you're involved with this and working with the veterans, and and given your personal situation, are there any uh, other gaps out there that you see really desperately need to be addressed? Because, like you, you mentioned in your time, you know, we're we're pretty cognizant and aware of of TBI now, but it wasn't always that way.
1: Oh no, it was like the it was like. Uh... It was late AIDS of the 90s, you know, everybody knew about, but, no, you know, nobody saw the effects. And I think now what we're doing since, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on 43 or 44, somewhere around there. Uh, I'm getting old, basically. But, see, not only am I getting old, but, like, my squad leaders that were older than me, now they're starting to get old. So now you're starting to see the long pause of the reactions from TBI,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes sense.
0: Sure, absolutely, it does.
1: Well, I, I like I said, I love I what you... you're going to see a lot more. I, I think you're going to see a lot more here here lately, and it's, it's sad. But, hey, I found radio as a, a perfect way of rehabilitation, because even if you're not hosting uh, or a co-host and a DJ, you can still sit there. You know, you 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 talk a little bit, and then you play music. And you know, if if you're playing music and you got those earphones on, nothing's nothing's taking you away. I've been down in the studio, been since six in the morning, and my wife will come home and she's like, "You're still down here," <laughs> and it's it's like 5 p.m. I get sucked in, but that's good because when you get sucked in like that. You're keeping busy, and you're thinking less about the stuff in the past.
0: Joe, our our time together is almost up. We've only got a couple of minutes. Where would you like to see military broadcast radio in five, ten years?
1: I would love to see a DJ center, kind of like a media library in every single town. Or VFW giving up like a 20 by 20 space. Because I'm not saying all VFWs are, but a lot of them they want they want new blood in, but they don't want to change. You're just going to have to accept the change. The Vietnam era, like my dad, you know, their 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 outlet is drinking, and our outlet isn't drinking. Our outlet is doing this technology, this Tic Tac crap, like everybody wants to say, you know, that's. That's our outlet mm-hmm. you know we're expressing ourselves
0: very interesting perspective we just had someone on that uh, is building a a video game an online gaming experience mostly for veterans called with them on the front lines and they they they're and basically the cool thing about it is they'll be gathering data from the people playing the game to help treat PTSD and um, I, I hear a lot of similar themes from you that that I'm from the pre-internet generation, Joel, but the current generation, the global war on terror generation, you know, video games and what you said, communicating, performing, that's still a very a critical element and all those sorts yeah, of things. And a
1: lot of people don't realize this. This is okay. to all the married men and women veterans that play like war, warfare. You get upset because they're sitting on their game all day. Let me tell you, that's, a, that's they're outlets, mm-hmm. and you're, you're just gonna have to, you're gonna have to communicate, and you're gonna have to be patient with that veteran.
0: I really want to appreciate the time you spent with our listeners. I encourage people check it out. You can find Military Broadcast Radio. That's mbradio.us. US. Joel Hunt. Listening to American Warrior Radio. Archived episodes may be found at AmericanWarriorRadio.com or your favorite podcast
1: platform.